Welcome to Talk Comics to Me. This is issue number 362. I mean, yeah, kind of. No, Something this, like yeah, that. Yeah, you know, it's like the thousandth time we've done this. Yeah. Uh, not really, though. It is New Comic Book Day. It is New Comic Book Day. We are here to talk about new books. We have like a medium, medium week, medium to heavy week. We have a few. Uh, so yeah, I am, I am Champ, Champenstein. Wendy getting her oh, stuff. Oh, God. I was like, who just broke in? Who's playing with trash bags over there? Okay. Um, I'm Heather. <laughs> it's Wednesday, May 27th. I don't know if we're going to get through this. <laughs> I really don't. It might be kind of hard. I had coffee for the first time today and It's been a lot. Like Months. It's been like five minutes. And... Okay. We're going. Me? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Hi. So I have uh, Mercy. This is issue number two. This is Mirka and Dolphos. Um, I only got this book, well, several reasons I got this book. I was not really interested in the story <laughs> itself. Um, I love the art is the main thing, but the story is actually getting really cool. So it's uh, about a weird succubus demon who ends up in this town where a bunch of people had just died previously. And you get to kind of figure out her backstory as she's trying to fit in with the town and prevent them from figuring out who she really is. Um, and that's just making it easy to understand. There's okay. a lot of different layers to this uh, because all the people who died previously died in like a mining accident, but they don't really go into detail on like how exactly it had happened. Okay. But because of that, there's like a weird shadow over the town. There's like orphans. It's terrible. Um, but yeah, the, I'm telling you, man, the art is fucking cool. The succubus is tight. Um, I just really love how Mirka and Dofeldro's eyes, because they just look really cool. And yeah. the, the colors are really, really great in this book. This is Mercy. <laughs> um, I would, however, recommend this for, um, when it was solicited, it was like for fans of Penny Dreadful and Crimson Peak. Mm-hmm. And I, if... I, I agree with that. Like, if you do like those things, then you will for sure like this book. Okay. It's very Victorian, uh, very gothic, and very ghosty. I mean, I like those things. Do you think I'd like that book? I think you might like, like, aspects of it. Okay. Because um, it is, like, the overall story is, it's all right. Like, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like, the art really captures the feel of that time period. Some of the characters I just don't really enjoy. Yeah, which makes sense. Yeah, but you know, like... All the different characters that are in this book are all tied in some way. Mm-hmm. And I think the the mystery of the story is, like, how they all are tied together. together. Yeah. All right. So it's interesting, and I have been really enjoying it. All right. So then I first up have this book. It's a graphic novel, if you will. As you will. <laughs> Whatever you want. It's a book. <laughs> it's uh, called Bog Bodies. It's by, God, I'm going to fuck up. Here, you do it for me. Declan Shelby. Gavin Fullerton. It's by those guys. It's actually Declan. That's how you say yeah, it. Yeah, that's why I was just like, I'm not going to fuck up his name. I'll let Heather do it for me. Because <laughs> I fuck up everything. <laughs> no. Declan Shelby is his name. Declan Shelby. Uh, and Gavin Fullerton. It's, this book was really, really great, actually. I loved it quite a bit. Um, sorry. I also, it's like Rebecca. Sorry, I'm not going to leave anybody out. 
Rebecca Nolte did the colors, and then Clayton Coles did the the lettering. So yo, there's Heather in there. What did Heather do? Heather Antos did the editing. Okay, cool. <laughs> and now everybody is named. You all get credit because you all did great. <laughs> May I see while you talk about yeah, it? Yeah, for sure. So this is solicited as like a crime mystery thriller book. It's based in Ireland, and it That's has cooler. and everybody the whole cast is irish so it is very 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 irish i I can't explain that better than that because all of the like verbiage and the way everything is written is irish i had a problem in the very beginning of the book because i couldn't like catch an irish accent in my head i was like what do irish people sound like i'm constantly thinking (laughs) in irish accents i was like what do irish people sound like so i was talking it out with dave and he helped me a little bit so like as i got through the book it helped a little bit to have that like idea in my head and helped it like helped being able to read it in a more like cohesive way uh so the idea is that the main character uh, Cillian is Killian. Uh, I, I, we, I can't have this argument with you right now. I, I always say Killian. I'm not gonna argue. If you were Irish, you just let me know. Yeah, yep. I just, okay. We'll just go about it that way. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, so the main character, whose name we won't even talk about right now, is part of a crime syndicate. Um, and he has done something incorrect, and he is being taken out to the bogs to be, to be murdered. And, like a Goodfellas type situation. Yeah. Okay. And uh, if you don't know about bog bodies, um, the bo- there's bogs in Ireland that preserve bodies and like basically mummify them in very, 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 very good condition. Uh, and they found people who have been murdered and such out there, and this kind of like alludes to those sorts of things. Uh, it does have like a weird aspect of like almost ghost story esqueness to it near the end. Uh, I really liked it. The colors were really dark, which I think really invoked like the feeling that was happening in there. The art was really like I don't know how to describe it in a, a good way. It was a little rough, but also like put together well enough where you can see the characters and they have emotions and all of those feelings. And then the writing was really, really good. It just, like, kept me interested, and I wanted to know, like, what happened to this main character and the person he was with. So, I don't know. It was really great. I loved it. Highly suggested. It is a quick little read, $12.99. That's not bad at all. Not a, no, not bad at all. Plus, the cover is just so cool. I don't think it comes out in this light, but there's like a, a he- yeah, there's like a head in the background I didn't notice this when I first picked this book up and I was like in different lighting and I was like oh that's tight yeah because I was actually going to comment on that that's one of the most popular bog bodies that was found with the yeah. noose around yeah. its neck and shit I love bog bodies so yeah it was uh definitely worth the read here I'll just give it to you so you can you can borrow it hell yeah because yeah you would definitely at least like yeah no I mean I enjoyed it what I was reading when I was flipping through it I just like, like I said, I like the verbiage. I like the, I really did enjoy it. I wasn't, I was actually really excited for this book, like low key excited, not just like, oh, fuck yeah. But I was excited that it came back in the second week and that I was able to just like really enjoy right. it. That was a lot of ramble. Forgive me. It's okay. Uh, so next we both have, this uh, This week we basically all have the same books. Yeah. A few, a few non not the same. Mm-hmm. So we will start with the the most heavy of ones, I guess, maybe. 
Alienated, this is issue number three. And if you remember correctly, this is about a trio of kids or teenagers who are all connected via telepathy. Yeah, um, from a an weird alien encounter uh, that they had discovered in the woods. Um, can I tell you something really interesting that I found out about this book? Mm -hmm. So um, here, these are each of the chapters of the book, and each one of these is an, a word. Okay. So this one is betrayal. Oh, I guess it's just right yeah. on the back. Okay. Yeah. I thought that was very interesting. Yeah, that is really interesting. Because it kind of um, is like a precursor to what the like story is supposed mm -hmm. to be about. So yeah, this chapter is about betrayal. Uh, it's what I don't even remember what happened in issue two. So in it's kind of following each kid separately. The first issue kind of does a mishmash of all three of them and how they're connected. And then the second issue focused on this internet kid, right? Yeah, and for the most doing... part. It's uh, Sam and it's, I know they're all named Sam, but um, <laughs> it's with that girl who uses people's um, trauma, I guess, to get attention. Mm -hmm. um, it's how they deal with like her and her trying to get attention mm -hmm. because of that kid that's missing. Yeah. So this issue just deals with Sam and all of her past life, not past life, but past self, mm -hmm. and all of the things she's had to d deal with while she decides, you know, that everybody can read each other's minds. She finds out she can kind of block them off mm -hmm. from her mind. And as she's doing that, you're finding out about her background and why she feels the way she does. This issue was fucking heavy as hell. Yeah, it was very, <laughs> it was very hard to read, um, especially because Simon Spurrier is really good at making you feel what the characters are feeling and like how you're able to relate to them even if you've never dealt with that situation mm -hmm. yourself he just i don't know it, they do it in such a way that it's easy to put yourself in that position oh yeah for and sure. understand their feelings i think especially as some you know like anyone who's been a teenager once in your life you've dealt with some form of stuff Right. Oh, yeah. And, you know, everyone's first heartbreak, but it's quite different. Yeah. It's a different kind of heartbreak for Sam. Um, it was hard. Yeah, no, that <laughs> it was really hard. I, I finished that, and I think I read that maybe close to last. And, yeah, it was not... It was a good time, but a bad time. Yeah, it was really well written, but very heavy on feelings. Yeah, and I didn't want that no. right away. I and once again, I do suggest this book to like basically anyone. Yeah, it's a good time, and I think it'd be really great for like young adults too. Oh, for sure. So get your teens, get them this book. Get your teens. Let your teens read this <laughs> book about being a teenager. <laughs> being a teenager with an alien friend. What's better than that? Right. <laughs> Something we can all relate to. Uh, so were you talking about farmhand next? Yep. Okay. Yep. So uh, yeah, I'm the farmhand. This is issue 15. This kind of wraps up the first part of the story, it sounds like. Um, so this book was supposed to come out a while ago, right? Mm-hmm. And now they're going to go on a bit of hiatus. So maybe, <laughs> maybe they won't go on any more hiatus and we'll get the book, like, right when we need it. But 
this last issue was super explosive. You learned about um, Zeke, right? Main character. Yeah, the the dad. Yeah, the dad. Zeke, you learn about his past and basically what brought them here. And yeah, the f- cover of this book the is amazing. cover is incredible. Look at that. But That's you, cool. But you basically learn all of the twists and turns and secrets that have been within this family f- since the beginning. And basically how those secrets kind of got to where they're at now. Mm-hmm. This is what happens when you don't tell the truth. Yeah. This she is, gets out of hand. Yeah, and that is kind of like how I feel about mm-hmm. it. But this, yeah, 100%, if you have a chance, the trades are out, the third trade will come out soon, and it's a decently quick read. The first story arc, I think, is a little bit, not like rough, but a little bit hard to like push through. But once you get past that first story arc, it really like gets its legs and like takes you places. It's a right. lot of fun. Not fun. I mean, it is. It, the The ride is enjoyable, but yeah. Because like, the tones of like family and yeah, secrets and stuff are definitely there. But it's a horror book as well. Like you know, really like, sci fi too. Very, yeah, it's got a lot of a lot of layers, and it's really great. Mm-hmm. You know, we love onions here. I just love Shrek. <laughs> I just really like onions. I actually do, too. Uh, when I was little, I used to eat this weird concoction of onions, cucumbers, and vinegar. <laughs> just chop it all up, put it in a bowl, and just eat it. Not, like, leave it in the fridge for a little bit and, like, it... No, okay. No, just mix it all together and eat it. I wouldn't even, like, cook it. It would just all be raw. Yeah. I just... I know, like, you can make, like, some weird cucumber-type pickles that way. But so you just... You just put up like it's like cereal, like cucumbers, onions. Just top that with a little vinegar. Get my spoon out, fork, because I stab it. I'd use the spoon afterwards to like scoop the vinegar <laughs> into my mouth. Jesus. Um. Yeah. Um. I wasn't allowed to use the knife though, so my mom had to cut it, and she would always like <laughs> make that face while she was like chopping it up. Like, what are you doing? Um. It was good. Okay, anyway, um, so I have Sarah and the Royal Stars. This is issue number seven. Um, This is one of those books, like I was telling Champ earlier, I always have to go back and try to remember what happened in the previous issue because I feel like so much time goes on between them. But it's not that. A normal amount of time goes on between them. It's just very dense. (laughs) There's like a lot of stuff that's happening in it. So, um, in this, Sarah... There's like four different storylines in this one, so I'm trying to remember all of them. Um, Sarah's on a quest to uh, find her mother, who apparently disappeared several years ago. Um, In the last issue, she had gone back to her home kingdom, uh, which her cousin has been taking over. Um, Some of her family ends up dying in that issue, and then her sister ends up getting taken prisoner. So Sarah's feeling pretty... um, helpless because she doesn't know that her sister is still alive so she doesn't know she should still continue on this quest because she's like oh my family's dead (laughs) but one of the the royal stars convinces her i forget that it's there um but yeah so it just continues on with her quest that she's been going on Meanwhile, two of the other royal stars who they had parted ways at some point, they run into the um, the demon star and they're trying to figure out how to stop 
the bad guys that have been like chasing them the entire time. Eh. Mm. Um, oddly, I still enjoy it, <laughs> even though half the time I don't know what's going on. <laughs> um, I don't know. When you find a book that like has really good art, it's easy to forget that you don't know oh, what's happening. Yeah. yeah. I get that. Yeah, because the art just kind of like keeps dragging you along. Yeah, it takes you for the ride. Yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. <laughs> One day I'll know what happens. Probably the last issue when it all like ties up. Yeah. I'll be like, oh, that's what's been going on the I whole time. I understand. This all makes sense. <laughs> uh, okay, good, good. So now us. Now us. Hold on, I'm going to just take off this stupid thing. It's driving me insane. So uh, next. Next I have, I have, we have. We both have. Ain't nothing but trouble. This is king of nowhere. Uh, that's true. This is about Dennis. We did discover his name. We did look up Dennis's name right away so that we could be like, this book is about Dennis. And it is about him being in nowhere, which is kind of a weird dreamlike town. Right. And he decides, like, he ends up in this town in the first issue and decides to stay here. And he is a cop now. Or at least he does some sort of, like, investigating. Yeah, definitely some some form of investigating. Yeah. yeah. But his partner is this fish. His name is Jed. We also discovered that. <laughs> I was right about it for once. Uh, so there is somebody after after Dennis, which is kind of what him and Jed are also investigating it seems like yeah they're trying to figure out like why where is where is where in like another part of the town sorry i just hit that um the actual cop is trying to investigate this guy yeah and why he's there so it's kind of just two different worlds and you're seeing the worlds kind of i don't know not even come together but kind of come together right right it's i don't know it's really interesting i'm kind of i'm curious yeah because they just really, kind of throw you into it yeah they really throw you into it without like much information but i don't feel like it's like kind of like you're in the footsteps of this guy like mm-hmm. you don't have that information he doesn't have that information we're just doing it we're literally just along for the ride yeah which i really enjoy because when you first meet him he's like super hungover yeah he has he's like just waking up yeah Yeah. um i do really enjoy like all the characters that are in this book like the different the different kinds like i loved the tree yeah the tree was really great absolutely loved greg the tree i think he was fantastic (laughs) um and then the split personality double-headed weirdo loved him um but yeah it's very interesting characters and it's like a just a weird a weird weird book without I don't know. It's hard to describe, but a lot of fun. The art is amazing. It's so good. Um, it kind of reminds me of, um, forgive me if I don't make this right connection because I've never actually watched these movies because they scare me. But it kind of, re- in my mind, reminds me of what I think like the labyrinth and like the dark crystal is. Like it's the humans in this like weird world where all of these like weird people exist yeah i guess i can see that i don't know the plot of those movies at all i just know that david bowie's in one of them yes he is in the labyrinth (laughs) i can't i cannot abide (laughs) that's fine uh oh okay Uh, another one okay we both have butcher of paris this is actually the last issue so five issue series Mm -hmm. we found that out today or yesterday this is this issue 
This issue is called Justice. They catch the serial killer, and this particular issue is all about his trial. Mm -hmm. Which I actually loved how this was done because, um, I don't know, back in the day, um, they did like open trials and stuff where anyone could go to it, and they were madhouses. Uh, And I know in a lot of countries, especially back in like 40s, 50s, 60s and stuff, a lot of the times the criminals had to be put behind like glass to keep the victims' families and stuff from getting to them depending on what the crime was. Mm -hmm. But again, like anyone was allowed in there and they could do whatever they wanted and it was less of a trial and more of like a spectacle, which I just thought, I always thought that was really funny. Um, and they captured that perfectly in here. Yeah, and I think because within the fir- like the first issue, she tells you kind of what you're in store for and lets you know like basically what's going to happen within this issue itself. And this issue does do a really great job of showing like what the media and people can do to trials and people that are on on trial for very like heinous crimes because he definitely have like this kind of like Ted Bundy esque like swagger and like charm to him so to speak he's so charming which is like so gross but you know whatever people are fucking stupid Mm -hmm. sorry everybody just uh (laughs) you guys aren't stupid people who are enamored with very gross terrible people uh high breastophiliacs um i do enjoy like this panel a lot especially because he looks like ted bundy oh yeah yeah um but yeah, this uh, everyone knows how the the story ends, or I think they they should. I yeah. mean, because it kind of explains it like at the beginning. But yeah. it's yeah, literally just this dude's trial. Yeah. So overall, Butcher Paris was great, especially if you enjoy serial killers and kind of World War Three or World War Three. Oh, God damn, we're living that. <laughs> <champ. laughs> World War Two uh, history, because I think this really taps into both of those things really easily. Oh yeah. Butcher of Paris. There it is. Issue number five. It's over. All right, I'm going to kick back and you you get going. I'm going to talk about something that's very near and dear to my heart. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's not. This is Black Widow. This is number one. So this was a weird thing that happened. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is. So we got these um, today. This is issue number one. This is the only cover we got because apparently this isn't supposed to come out until July. I don't know. It's a weird thing. It was solicited previously where it was supposed to come out like today or like next week or something like that. But then none of them came out except for this one. Um, Issue number one is not supposed to come out until July. I researched the shit out of it trying to figure out like maybe something had happened. So I don't know why this, this one single variant was supposed to come out but i was just like fuck it i'll just read it anyway um so i also don't know if this is supposed to tie into any of the other (laughs) black widow (laughs) series uh because we know nothing here i know zero about black widow in general i know she's an assassin she did ballet at one point and she has a sister that's it um sounds right yeah right um she has guns yeah, she's real good with guns and booby shirts. <laughs> She'd be really great great in the mummy. Oh, got me there. Um, so anyway, so this uh, starts with her doing her Black Widow assassin, like sneaking in kind of thing. And um, 
you find out that there was like a, a weird fight between her and Clint. Um, he's supposed to be there to, you know, help her with whatever mission she's on, but he leaves like once he knows that she's okay. So there's like a weird, I don't know, split between them. Okay. Um, and you know, Steve, Steve Rogers. I should just call him Captain America because he's in costume in this. So Captain America is there. And she explains, you know, like, oh, we got into a fight. He's upset about something. And then she disappears. No one knows where she has been for, like, months. Like, people have been trying to look for her. And then she randomly, yeah, she randomly just, like, reappears. And the only reason they see her reappear, she's, like, living a completely different life. She's, like, an an architect. Okay. Just doing weird shit. Like, they don't explain anything. But the only reason they see her reappear is because she ends up on... The news, walking behind the news anchor. And Clint is like, holy fuck, there she is. Like, we've been looking for her for months. So there's, like, some weird thing going on. Um, Again, I don't know if this has something to do with a previous bad guy that was maybe in, like, a series before. Like, maybe he's trying to do something. I don't know if this is something new. I just read this because I thought the art was really cool. And I like the fact that the artist drew... Heather, it's right there. I keep forgetting. <laughs> um, I like the fact that they acknowledged Clint's uh, deafness. I like that. I, I like when, I don't know, people don't forget about it because it was a huge part of his character to me. Um, I know them. It's Steve. We're, we're best friends. <laughs> we're tight. <laughs> um but yeah, so I know that, you know, Clint is a part of it. Um, Bucky is a part of it. And then I'm... I am going to continue reading this just because I do want to know, like, what had happened to her and why she is being so weird now. And I also just, I have a weird soft spot for Clint now ever since reading that Hawkeye freefall. So Mm -hmm. I wonder how big of a part he has in this book. But, yeah, so this technically doesn't come out until July. So we'll we'll see what that's all about. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And then... This is something we both read. This is uh, the Avengers issue number 33. Oh, my little Stevie. Um, This is the first part of a story arc that is about Moon Knight. Yes, it is. I actually also read this issue because it is about Moon Knight, and I I do have a soft spot for Moon Knight, who's just a straight-up man who's just lost his mind he's a moon man do you want to talk about this for a minute then i mean since i don't know like i don't know anything about i don't moon Knight. i don't know if i'll help you any this is just like straight up like <clears throat> moon knight is seemingly possessed by his god and is just taking people's powers and shit to save the world yeah i mean that's that's he is literally taking on all of the avengers it kind of starts off with him fighting iron fist and stealing the power of the iron fist and then going next to dr strange and sucking him dry as well and then we have another mummy situation yeah we have another mummy situation here like literally literally (laughs) literally a mummy situation here that's what it's all about uh but then yeah he also like smashes thor with a bunch of moons it's it's pretty wild. I, he's trying to get Starbrand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see why, I like, why that. they think they're s- saving the world. Yeah, that is going to be very interesting because it's also, it's one of those situations where it's like, we've discussed this several times before where the bad guys always think that they're doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see if 
he is actually doing the right thing. Not that he's a bad guy, but you know yeah. what I mean. No, I mean, that's, I feel like kind of always the question on yeah. Moon sometimes. Is he the bad guy? Is he the bad guy? Is You'll, he the good guy? You'll find out next time on Earth's Mightiest Heroes, The <laughs> Avengers. <laughs> yeah, I did, I did like it a lot. Yeah, no, I've noticed that, like, um, a lot of the story arcs for the Avengers, like, especially the the shorter ones, the actual arcs themselves are really good, rather than the Avengers storyline, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Like, because mm-hmm. I know the Ghost Rider arc, I really, really enjoyed. But then, like, the Avengers one that they had right after that, um, thanks, dude. <laughs> I needed that, because uh, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't sure. <laughs> Moon Knight is a very stable genius. Yes. The stable genius. Might as well just vote him in next. He's the leader now, right? (laughs) Um, But yeah, like any of the the stories in between the arcs, not that I don't like them, I just feel like the full story arcs are more interesting than, I don't even want to call it filler, but that's almost what it is to me because it's everything between like the big stories that are happening. And I was like, I was talking to one of our coworkers today about it too. And the thing I like about it is you don't have to necessarily be reading Avengers to just like pick up that issue. Oh, right. Or like even with that Ghost Rider like story arc, you yeah, know, you I, just, right I just popped right in and mm-hmm. it's just like, all right, see ya and popped right out. It's just like, yeah, I do like that. You know, that's kind of what comic books like in this sort of scenario should be rather than. And I think that's another thing that I really like about these is, like, as long as you have a basic idea of, like, who's in this lineup of the Avengers and, like, kind of what was going on, which most of the time you can figure out, like, within that first issue of that story arc, like, Mm -hmm. it kind of goes into it. But as long as you know who the Avengers are, then you'll have no problem following it. Yeah. That's solid. I think it, yeah, Yeah. it it just makes it very approachable for people who just don't want to take on full lines of fucking comics yeah no seriously and especially like something like that where it's just like kind of endless right there's so much content that you know i'm just gonna pop in and read a little bit about when moon knight just kills the avengers all right cool five issues we got it yeah yeah all right are we doing this or are you gonna talk about that uh i can talk about this i'm not very far into this though um so i got this uh that's backwards i forget um (laughs) he said we were in the mirror universe Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, <laughs> so this is uh, The Lost Carnival. This is a story about Dick Grayson um, <clears throat> before his family died. Spoiler alert, I think. Does that happen in here? <laughs> Just going to the end and reading it. I mean, do you know if Dick Grayson's parents die? Do they? Please, someone tell me. I don't know. Um, but anyway, this is when, you know, he's doing his carnival stuff with his parents, and it's. I think it just is... The summer of Dick Grayson is what it feels like. His little coming-of-age story. Um, Again, I'm not very far into this um, because I keep flipping back and forth between the art and I'm not actually reading the story when I should be. I just keep going, oh, that that page is really cool. (laughs) So I've read the first chapter of this all the way through. Um, But yeah, he does not... He's kind of bored with the whole carnival thing. He wants to kind of go out and be a teenager and do what he wants to do mm-hmm. and he meets a girl oh the colors are really cool in that. yeah no i really really enjoy the art because it jumps back and forth and i'm trying to figure out the significance of the colors if 
there is one. It seems like there might be. Because this first chapter that I read is all blue. Mm-hmm. And then the next one starts blue and then... Transfers into yeah. like those lighters. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So I wonder, yeah. I guess I'll figure it out, The why it changes the colors like that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, I picked this up because our coworker, Derek, literally pointed at it and was like, oh, you'll love that. <laughs> so... I, I was like, all right, fine, I'll just read it. And he was right. So far, I really love it. <laughs> well, way to go. Yeah. Um, I mean, he knows how to pick them, apparently. All right, we ready for this? Yes. All right. This is the, oh, this is the last one we have together. This is uh, Marauders. Marauders. So if you remember, and if you're reading Marauders, and if you're not, and if you're not very far like what issue eight seven um i thought six was on it happened. okay six i don't know spoiler alert regardless yeah uh kitty pride is dead <laughs> that was a huge spoiler <laughs> kate uh, kate sorry yes kate, kate pride is dead she has been dead for several issues now she was double crossed by sebastian shosh sebastian <laughs> i have the worst time trying to say that. He sounds like molasses. Sebastian Shaw. <laughs> I can't even like pretend to. Okay. So, yes, double crossed by Sebastian Shaw. He basically brought her underwater and drowned her. Almost like deuces you did. Yeah. And so now the Marauders are continuing trying to save people. And bring them to Krakoa and also figure out what happened, as well as you getting some insight into Kate and uh, Kurt's relationship and letters between the two of them. <laughs> and you also get more of an insight into the fact that they can't bring Kate back to life. And trying to figure out why. Yeah. Why they can't do it and like why it's not working. Mm, I'm sure. <laughs> I didn't mean to say that sarcastically. I meant I wouldn't be surprised because Kate is awesome. Yeah, Kate is awesome. Or are you talking about Shabashin Shaw? Shabashin Shaw. <laughs> Which one is your favorite? We must know. Tell me. Uh, but yeah, I think the thing about this, like the new X line and Dawn of X and House and Powers, is bringing the idea that kind of mutants are immortal. And like we were talking earlier, I really like the idea of this book. And telling us that's not 100% necessarily the truth. Not that I don't think she's going to come back. Because I 100% think she's going to come back. But I think it's interesting to see like what they're going to have to do to right. bring her back. I, I just want to know if they're going to have to like make some sort of sacrifice. Uh, yeah, that's what and it like, feels like. Yeah, and like what is that going to be? And... I'm excited to see Kurt as a little pirate. Yeah, I am also excited to see Kurt as a pirate. I'm really sorry, Patrick. We said spoilers and I did this. Like, cover your ears. We didn't mean to spoil it for you. We didn't mean to spoil it for you. It's really great. (laughs) You'll you'll love it if you ever read it. Right. But it is also one of those things where, you again, you know she's not going to stay dead. Yeah. And I think with this particular book, they brought in the fact that, like, she was having problems getting into Krakoa in the first place. So this was kind of, like, that was alluding to them probably Like, you knew killing, something was going to happen. Yeah, killing her off. And she was also put in a high place of power within the mutant, like, hierarchy of mm-hmm. Krakoa, which put her in a place of 
danger always. Anyone who is put in that position is going to die. I hope we did a great job of like rounding that out for you, Patrick. Even though you're saying whatever your night is ruined, we're still great. We still did this to you. We ruined your night. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, Marauders is one of those books where like within the first story arc, I wasn't sure. The first few books, I wasn't sure like what I thought about it and if I was going to like keep on with it. But the last like several issues have really really sold me on the story overall. Right. Um, I agree. I think part of the reason why I had started it was because I like Kitty so much. And I'm surprised that I... Not surprised, actually, like, since reading this, but I still enjoy it just as much, like, without her and, like, trying to get her back. Yeah. I'm... I'm. Look, I came for Kitty, and I stayed for <laughs> Kitty being resurrected. Yeah, I really like, like, Bishop and Forge a lot in this particular book, too. Yeah, Forge is great in this. Yeah. And I think I like the idea of bringing those characters to the forefront a little bit and letting them have, like, a little bit of time to shine because they're really great. And I have to tell you, one of my favorite things, which I continually forget about, you know, the the, the beginning of the story when they have the list of characters and players in there, just egg. <laughs> I always forget. <laughs> they have all these names, like Nightcrawler, Professor X, Emma Frost, Callisto, Egg. I mean, it's better than Gold Balls. I know, but it's just really funny to me. Uh, that's all. That's all. That's all that, we got. That's literally all we have. So, you know, it's new comic book day. Go buy new books if you can. And support everyone that yeah. you love. Support everyone you love, especially your local comic book stores. And uh, wear a mask. Wash your hands. Try Don't not, touch your face. Try not to touch your face. Six inches apart. <laughs> Six. Yeah, we're very close. It's unfortunate, but it's fine. We've already been too close. Yeah. It sounds like we are doing gross things to each other. Anyway, we love you. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging out. Patrick, we love you Thanks. the most. Thanks, Patrick. <laughs> we'll see you all later. Goodbye. Bye.